0: Hi, hello. How are you, sunshine? Welcome to the Waves of Joy podcast. My name is Shauna Diddle. I am a small town girl from upstate New York. I'm a diagnostic medical sonographer, a certified personal trainer, digestive health specialist, six-figure entrepreneur, future functional medicine doctor, and conscious joy spreader. I am obsessed with helping you navigate the undercurrents of life. The time we spend together will teach you how to live simply, leave the mundane, travel the world, demystify happiness, and radiate joy. So get ready to massively up-level your life, starting today. For every habit we have, for every experience we go through over and over, for every pattern we repeat, there is a need within us for it. The need corresponds to some belief we have. If there were not a need, we wouldn't have it, do it, or be it. There is something within us that needs the fat, the poor relationships, the failures, the cigarettes, the anger, the poverty, the abuse, or whatever it is for you. How many times have we said, I won't ever do that again. Then before the day is up, we have the piece of cake, we smoke the cigarette, we say hateful things to the ones we love, and so on. Then we compound the whole problem by angrily saying to ourselves, oh, you have no willpower. You have no discipline. You're just weak. This only adds to the load of guilt that we already carry. Louise, hey, you can heal your life. That hit one of you, 10 of you, 20 of you. I don't know, but somebody needed to hear that because let me tell you guys something. Repeated patterns show us our needs, show us what we're missing in our lives. And in understanding what our repeated patterns are, we can let go of the familiar pain. So today I want to talk about clinging to familiar pain, and this looks different for all of us. Whatever we send out into the world comes back to us in like form. Your thoughts, your beliefs, whatever it is, right? Everything leading up to this moment has created this moment, and all the moments up to this moment. So now in this moment, what you're choosing to believe, and think, and say, and do is going to create the next moment, The next day, the next week, the next month, the next year, your life, your life is created by moments and in clinging to what we know because it's comfortable, because we don't understand our own needs. We're limiting ourselves. We're limiting our lives. We're hurting people we love and we're not showing up and serving in passion and purpose and living out the mission. Like, right? We all have a reason why we're here. It wasn't an accident that you were born. I promise you that. So right now, I want you to take a big, deep breath in. How did that feel? Are you stressed out? Do it again. I've been learning a a lot about breathing lately, and it's vital to our well-being. And maybe if we breathe a little bit more properly, we would have less stress in our life. We wouldn't hold on to things that didn't serve us. So let's try this again. Let's take a big deep breath in, hold it at the top and then exhale. Ooh, that feels good. So if I was nervous to talk to you guys, I'm not nervous anymore. If you're in the middle of an argument with your spouse, if you're in the middle of something that's going on at work that you're just about to explode, control the controllables and you can control your breath. It's beautiful that you don't have to think about your breath, but when you do, you can consciously control what's going on inside of you. You can simmer down the crazy thoughts in your brain. You can lower your blood pressure. You can live longer. So the next time you're doing something or about to say something that's not going to serve you, take a deep breath. I started this episode with this because I've been breathing more lately. (laughs) That's funny. Did you know most of us breathe too much throughout the day? I was listening to a podcast this morning that said you should have approximately 12 breaths a minute. Now, most of us are unconsciously just like literally like a dog and others of us are texting or sending angry emails and we're holding our breath and then letting it all out. There's so many benefits to understanding how you breathe and how you can show up in your life differently if you control that breath. As a speaker and talking more about investing in the pivot and changing your life, I talk a lot about box breathing. A box breathing is think of a box right now in your head. Inhale, you pause, let it out. Inhale, pause, let it out. Now, regardless of what your PE teacher told you a long, long time ago about your breathing and, and, and if you breathe, you know, what is it like? If you What is if you breathe more slowly, you're in better shape. And I don't know, they have all these things, but there's so much research out there just to show that if you consciously think about your exhale, that you can control these situations. And I'm talking to you guys about this. I didn't go off a tangent, I promise. Because when you feel like you're going to repeat old patterns or behaviors, if you focus on something in the moment, remember the moments now create your future moments, then maybe you're working towards the goal of not clinging to that familiar pain or what you know. Right? So it has nothing to do with willpower or discipline because, you know, those things come and go as well, but it has a lot to do with your willingness to release the need. What need in you is telling you that you need to go back and be that same person and and relive those same events and say those same words? When the need is gone, you'll have no desire for the cigarette or the overeating or the negative pattern. You need to maybe think about an affirmation. Like, I'm willing to release the need for for the resistance or the headache or the constipation or whatever it is. You have to speak these words out loud. You have to write them down. You have to. It's not just going to happen. You know, just like the million dollars you want, it's not going to fall out of the sky. You got to work for it. Same thing when it comes to patterns and behaviors. Yet, we live so unconsciously and we say things we don't mean all the time. You know, this morning... Um, some things had transpired and I saw Cam in the gym and he, he's not a morning person. I'm so a morning person. And he, he wasn't his self. He was kind of irritated and it is what it is. I didn't take it personally. Old me would have taken that personally. Okay. So personally, right? So let him do his thing. And I left the gym and he had two choices. He could ignore what happened, right? Or be annoyed that I came up to say hello or good morning to him. Or he could recognize how he was acting and respond differently and like, you know, apologize or say like, hey, I recognize I wasn't in good mood this morning. I'm sorry for acting this way. And he did the latter. And it meant the world to me because he didn't do anything wrong, but he he also wasn't showing up in his best self for me. Right. So often we're going to have these triggers throughout our day, our lives. And it's going to trigger us to respond how we typically would have in the past. Now, he used to be with somebody who used to yell at him for everything and literally was the most demonizing human that I've ever heard of. Two sides to every story. However, it breaks my heart because he's such a good human. And so he would just get in trouble and get yelled at if he didn't every day wasn't a good day. And so for me to respond in a way that was like, hey, thank you for saying sorry. Thank you for recognizing, you know, how you, how you spoke to me. Um, however, I'm not holding this against you. You're, you, you're human. You deserve to have a bad morning. You deserve, you deserve to not be bright eyed and bushy tailed at 5 30 AM, you know, and boom, done. I'm not hanging it over his head. He didn't, he didn't know how I was going to respond, but he was aware and conscious that he, you know, was acting differently towards me and it was a simple apology and it was done. In the past, I would have dwelled over that all day. I would have hung it over his head. I would have just pouted around, clinging to familiar pain because I thought that that served me and it didn't serve me. And I'm using a perfect example, something so simple, because these areas in our lives show up all the time. It's it's your willingness to recognize what's showing up and what you're needing from the moment. Right? We create these cages and these webs around ourselves and we need to find our way out. We need to push ourselves to an unfamiliar edge and respond and react differently. And in doing so, you need to be patient and gentle with yourself. Um, Communicate with your partner or people that you live with or whoever it is to be like, hey, I'm working towards this. If I respond in this way or I say this to you, can you like just call me out on it? Like in a nice way, of course, like don't be mean, you know what I mean? But Just like call me out on my shit. Everybody needs that. So if we have so much power over our world, why do we give it away by clinging to what we know? And it's because when we think, we think we have to solve everything, right? So when there's a problem, there's really not something to do about it. There's something to know. There's something to learn. Our minds create our future. So if I would have let this small situation spiral out of control, I could have been like, oh my God, he's just like my ex. This is how it all starts. He's just grumpy and moody and negative and Da da da. Oh my God, you guys... We all have a past and it's a slippery slope, right? What shoes are you wearing to walk down the mountain? Do they have any tread to them? Are your tires run down in your car? Do you have any tread left? Because if you don't, if you're running on low fumes, if you're living on coffee, if you're not getting any sleep, if you're not putting yourself first and taking care of yourself, you're going to cling to familiar pain. You're going to have outbursts. You're going to act in a way that doesn't serve you and it doesn't feel good either. You know, it wasn't until after I left the gym that he texted me. He was like, hey, I didn't like how I responded to you this morning. And I just want to say, sorry, It had nothing to do with you. And I shouldn't have spoken to you like that, right? Often we have to remove ourselves from the situation to see it from a different point of view. But if you're running with no tread on your sneakers, if you're walking down a mountain with no tread on your shoes, if you're driving a car with no tread on your tires, I want you to think about that as your self-care bucket. You're on empty and you're not going to be able to take care of everybody else because you haven't taken care of yourself yet. How often do we react instead of respond? We get angry at that slow driver. We get mad at our kid for dumping the same acrylic paint on the carpet again. But instead of getting so angry, what if you ask yourself, how are you creating so many situations to get angry at? you are creating your reality. You know, I had the worst road rage living in New York and then living all over the country. You all, you, if you were a human and you were in a car and you were on the same road as me, you pissed me off. Okay. You didn't have to do anything. You just had to be there. You just had to be a living, breathing human. I swear to God, I don't know what was wrong with me. And then I realized I was creating these situations. So when I last year, when I had an hour and a half drive home from work from Denver, I put my windows down, I listened to podcasts, I was waving at people. These these people that I used to be so mad at, I was like making friends with them in traffic and making everybody else a little bit happier as well. You can create a ripple effect in your life. And by treating yourself well and treating others well, it's going to come back to you. So if you're, if you're feeling super angry or distressed or annoyed with people and things in life, like what in the actual fuck, you know what I'm saying? Think about your what you're doing. Are you running late to work every day? So you're mad at everybody else. You're running out the door. You forgot your lunch. So of course you're going to honk at everybody who's not doing 70 in a 30. You know what I'm saying? Is your significant other constantly yelling at you? So you in turn yell at the kids for the acrylic paint? Are you giving out what you're receiving? What are you tolerating that's not serving you? If you're being yelled at, of course, your outlet's going to be to take it out on somebody else. The cycle of negativity, it's its insane. There's endless bouts of anger and sleepless nights. We're just drugging ourselves to sleep. But all this negativity and what you're mad at, you're creating these situations and they're all coming back to you. The most important thing that I learned is you can't run. You can run from state to state, to country to country, to house to house. You can go up an airplane. You can be in a car. Your problems, your situations, they follow you. They follow you. When I got divorced in 2017, 18, 17, 18, regardless, I moved to California from Washington, D.C. I wasn't running from my problems, or so I thought but I never took time to heal myself. So the relationship that I had after my marriage, it was the same version of me with a different human. I ran, I didn't heal. I didn't pay any attention to, to, you know, I don't know, maybe this was partly my fault. And over the past five, six, seven years, I am a different human because I stopped creating situations that made me mad. I stopped clinging to what I knew. I stopped yelling if somebody yelled at me. I started listening and talked a little bit less. I started driving in the slow lane instead of the fast lane. I started taking walks outside instead of mindlessly running on a treadmill and beating my body to hell. And it took me a long time. It took me a long time to figure out that I didn't need to drive like a New York asshole everywhere I went. I'm a nice human, but don't you catch me on the road. I don't know, maybe leave 10 minutes earlier to get to where I needed to be. It's taught me a lot about my life and slowing down and paying attention. Other things I've learned, falling in love in 72 hours, (laughs) that's not love. Also, up and moving across the country for an absolute stranger is also a risk. And I've done that twice. And I say I did it for me. And it was probably like 70-30, 70% me, 30% them. But having those odds still didn't allow me to live with any regrets. Was there some, you know, disappointment when the things didn't work out, relationship didn't work? Yeah, but I still did it mostly for me. So in the falling in love super quick, I go all in, I fall on my face, but then I also get completely heartbroken. So falling fast is, is not serving me. And I had to learn that over years and years of breakups. I have to be complete without somebody else. And that person that I let into my life should add value to me as I do to them. They shouldn't complete me. They should compliment me. And everything's okay as long as you're okay with everything. So I became okay with being alone. So I backpacked Europe. So I kept doing things by myself. I wasn't shutting people out, but I also wasn't looking to fall in love and fall flat on my face. Focus on you and everything else falls into place. But don't focus on who you were. Focus on who you want to be. And in doing that, you need to recognize who you were to show up differently. Because clinging to the pain of, I don't know, getting fired multiple times would have left me depressed. Possibly abusing drugs or alcohol, feeling sorry for myself, moving home with my parents. It took me a long time to learn that everyone is replaceable. But learning this opened up new opportunities, new doors to start my own business, change my life, you know, bring my computer around the world and still make money, live in ways I never thought imaginable. But if I would have clung to the pain of getting fired, the second time I got fired, I got let go, the contract got canceled, whatever you want to call it, I would have clung to that same familiar pain. And I'd be in a dark spot right now, you guys. And if you're in a dark spot, I'm not judging you. I'm offering you offering you a moment to ask yourself what you're clinging to. My four step method in change in investing in the pivot or going broke in the plan, which is the whole framework of my speaking business, is to expect, eliminate, educate, and expand. Now what does that mean? It means in order for you to go from who you were to who you are, who you want to become, you need to get rid of some things in your life that aren't serving you. You have to expect to embrace the identity foreclosure. It's going to suck. You have to eliminate labels, distractions, excuses, limiting beliefs. You have to educate yourself, cultivate patience, and serve for the pain you know best. How can you show up differently today? And then you need to expand your connection, compassion, community. You're not meant to live on an island alone. People are here, they love you. Let them love you. And in doing so, you can show up better to serve the world, yourself, and you won't create as many situations to get angry at. And that is powerful. So, so powerful. So you have this much power. And my arms are spread wide right now. And you have control of your breath. And you can manage your thoughts and your beliefs through your breath and you can give yourself grace by realizing this has nothing to do with willpower power or discipline patiently unravel the knots of the web get out of the cage release the need the moment we release our willpower or discipline the symptom crops up again it's not about that it's about the need the desire So the cycle of negativity, the endless bouts of anger, and the sleepless nights, they all come back to you. And the more you give out these feelings, the more you're creating situations for yourself to get angry at. We need more happy, joyful people in this world that love their life. Let go of the familiar pain that you're clinging to. The death grip is not serving you. Allow life to unfold as it may. It's beautiful. It's waiting for you. Opportunities out there, they're endless. I love you so much. Please be kind, give back, drink your water, eat your veggies, smile.